Good morning and welcome for another edition of Servant Leadership Podcast. I have with me a, um, a gentleman I know you're going to enjoy listening to and hearing from. Um, I use the word wisdom uh, for my guest today, Jermaine St. Denis, coming to us live from Toronto, Canada. And I say wisdom, Jermaine, because when we chatted, that's, that's what just was my pervasive um, thought after we met was, holy smokes, what a wise man. And uh, just uh, utmost respect for, for you and your past, your history. So we're going to kind of jump right into it. My listeners uh, want to know your background and all that. But they, we really have found that my listeners want to know what it is that you do, how do you do it, but focus more on the, the why you do what you do today. And then tell us a little bit about why you've, you've done what you've, you've done in the past. And again, good morning and thanks for being with us. Good morning, Greg, and uh, good morning to all the listeners. Um, it's a real pleasure to be here, and I, I'm flattered by, by your comment about wisdom. Um, I don't think I'm wise. I, I probably have a few battle scars that maybe make me sound wise, but, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, what I do, I've, I've, um, I've, I'm still enjoying, actually, a long and, and very good career focused around adoption of technology, but more and more, uh, focused around leadership, leading teams, and helping them be successful. And uh, although a few years ago I stopped working uh, full time for a company, took a, a break for health reasons, uh, and then when I came back as a, as a consultant, decided to focus on what can I do to help organizations, leaders, and team members to be more successful, enjoy while they enjoy what they do, and get help them be their best. Uh, while creating a, a better workplace. There's like a lot going on right now in, in the world and uh, helping create a better workplace all around, I think, I think is really, really good. If it's okay with you, I'd like to dive into what you just talked about and, or mentioned, and that is today. What, what do you believe is the culture for some of the organizations? How are they struggling? Let's put COVID aside for a second. We all know what's going on there, but what do you believe is the real systemic issue with some of the negative cultures and on the other side of the coin, what have you seen in organizations where the culture is healthy and vibrant and growing? Well, I'm a very big believer in teamwork and collaboration and trusting and empowering people. And where you don't, in a culture where you don't find that, where we still have authoritative leaders and where, you know, cultures or teamwork is maybe seen as a weakness. I run into that, believe it or not. People, people don't feel motivated if they don't feel uh, good about what they do. They won't do as well. But on the flip side, where you have cultures where leadership teams are uh, supportive, uh, they're inspiring, they can motivate their teams, the direct, immediate people managers are the same, help them with their goals. You know, it just changes everything. And uh, you know, I can give you lots of examples. What I've seen works, what I've seen doesn't work, uh, but it still boils down to uh, helping people be their best and giving them an opportunity to do so, right? And give, giving them the tools, being supportive, you said collaborative environment. So let's talk about the person themselves in a culture. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of my five principles, integrity, accountability, courage, passion, and humility. So let's focus on accountability real quickly, if you, if you would. What, what is the responsibility of the individual to be accountable for him or herself? Well, clearly we're all accountable. 
for um, to do what we're paid to do, number one, in the job, right? So you have to be aligned with the organization's uh, purpose and objectives. So if you're asked to do something by your manager and you, you know, you're equipped, you can ask questions, you can ask for training, but once you're equipped to do it, then you are responsible to, um, you know, come through and get it done. Uh, there's no excuse for not getting it done. And if you need help, you have to say you need help as opposed to struggling on your own. For the leader, I mean, the leader has to make sure that the people understand what it is they're doing. And most importantly, I say they should understand why. Explain to the people why something is important and how their role into the company or contribution makes such a big difference to the company. And I think once you align those things together, that's a win-win, right? People know the contribution they make and it'll be appreciated. They're quite ready to be accountable. And as a leader, you know they're gonna get it done. And if they don't, it's your job to step in. You can be a nice nice person leader, but you still have to get stuff done. One of my favorite words you you just brought into our conversation, Jermaine, and that's alignment. Uh, I believe that alignment is critical in every single relationship, whether it's organization and team, or whether it's leader and follower, how do you how do you create alignment? Well, I think to get alignment, what, what I do is um, I always make sure that I get to know the person, right? So everybody, if you're leading a team, you have to get to know the person as an individual, mm-hmm. and then you kind of get to know what their what their motivation is, what their concerns are, uh, what their strengths and maybe their weaknesses are, and if you can if you can turn that into some connection uh, to align with the purpose of the company and again what the contribution will mean i think you will get alignment and you will get accountability and if there's discussion around how something should be done uh, obviously you got to let them you know give them a chance to give your input because if people can actually help shape the solution they will be much more committed uh, and aligned to what you want done right? No, I love that it, it, input on the solution. And I know you've done a lot of work around uh, with college and university students. And I know last time we chatted off air, we were dis- discussing young leaders. And as you know, I have a leadership development series coming up with two topics. One of them is the vision of young and emerging leaders. So I'd like to jump down into where's your heart, Jermaine? Where's your mind relative to what are the young leaders of today thinking? What do you believe they want to do differently, if anything? And what do they need? And I, sorry for the third question. What do they need from existing leadership? I actually had the opportunity, and I'm very, very uh, humbled by that, to mentor some uh, University of Toronto students who are doing a master's of engineering. And one of the courses that they take is management consulting for engineers. And some of us who are certified management consultants in the tech space are invited to mentor the teams, right? And I'm so impressed by uh, what they can do, how quickly they pick up concepts and the kind of way that they come around. And, and again, maybe it's curiosity. It, it's, their, it's their objective to, you know, to get into the mix and influence. Anyway, it's really amazing. And also in, in uh, 2020, um, I had a chance to lead um, helping a part of a major transformation in a, in a company. Uh, to lead some teams and some of the members of the team were new grads, their very first job, uh, or they were maybe one or two years on the job. And again, I was really impressed. And after we spoke, 
I decided to do a mini survey and I sent them some questions similar to the questions that you just mentioned. What they need from existing leaders, which is the, the point you want to get to, I think. Yes, sir. So let me read, if you don't mind, uh, just a few things of what, what they said that they expect from, from existing leaders. Okay. They expect them to be uh, collaborative, uh, supportive, flexible, empathic, inspirational, and help them develop their career goals and help them develop their own leadership skills. Mm. That is what they want. You say collaborative, supported, flexible. Um, don't know about you, back in the day when we, when we were getting out of school, uh, we wanted them to collaborate with us. We wanted them to be supportive of our, of our goals. And I love the last one. They wanted, they, they wanted somebody to help them with their career, their career trajectory or their goals. Um, how do you think the young leaders are leading today? And give your comments on that. If, if you have some of those questions that you've asked and uh, maybe some of, that, some of the responses are coming from the heart and minds of your students. All of the people that, that I've talked to for this kind of purpose, they have never, they've had coaching and mentoring around their job, how to do their job well. Mm. None have had coaching and mentoring around developing their leadership skills. That's a huge gap, right? That really stands out for me. Uh, not, not one of them, even the ones that have been on the job like three, four years. And even though they're expected to lead teams, they're expected to lead projects with clients, they may not be expected to manage people in, in the true sense, but it's still leadership, right? Sure. Leadership doesn't just mean the typical management roles. You can lead many other ways, and they do. But that is what they're lacking. That's something that maybe we can help with. So I guess you mentioned the, the word gap. How do we close the gap? What are our responsibilities as leaders with some experience? And certainly someone like yourself, an actually management consultant, has done a ton of leadership work. Where do our where where do our responsibilities uh, start and end? Well, I, I think you know as a minimum, our responsibility is to give back, right? And I do a fair bit of, of volunteer work, uh, giving back. Uh, I will help some organizations, but I, I coach or mentor a, lot, a fair number of people, and I do it on, on a volunteer basis. We could do some of that on a you know on a paid basis, if you will. And I had this idea, and I'm going to throw it out here online, although I didn't discuss it with you, but sure. what if we could get leaders and companies to sponsor some young or emerging leaders, and they would pay people to coach them, because the leaders don't always have time, right? You know, you, you can buy, let's say you can buy a subscription to Harvard, Harvard Business Review, um, to your, your younger staff or, or even to your, your children when, when they get to that age. But what if you bought them some support? What if you bought them leadership development support? That kind of thing, right? Uh, so a lot of things that we can do to help them realize, yes, they have to lead themselves. And, and, and I'd like to bring up you know, servant leadership, which I've been a huge fan of for, for many, many years. Everything we do, I think, should be architected around positioning the person and let them um, really, really live their potential, right? So when you look at servant leadership, you can't lead until you learn to serve. Yes, sir. And that's what they have to learn too, right? As a young emerging leader, learn to serve first, and then you'll be a good leader because that's really what it is. So how can we help organizations see that people like Jermaine and Greg and others, I, I could throw 25 names out right now that 
would actually give their time to help somebody. But how do we make sure we're helping the right organizations and how do we know we're helping the right people? Well, again, I think it goes back to um, the organization's culture. And if, if the culture in that organization is one where they do care for their people um, and they want them to develop, those are the companies I would help. And, um, you know, the pandemic has really, really brought uh, soft skills like caring, compassion, empathy to the surface, which is fabulous, right? Which is, should have been that way all along anyway, as far as I'm concerned. The reason it did is because everybody was in the same boat all of a sudden. Your, your manager, your leader also had to work from home and maybe had, you know, other people around the house, that kind of stuff. So all of a sudden they couldn't complain that, you know, you're not ready, you're not this, you're not that, because they were in the same boat. Oops, so now they understand. The idea that caring leadership, um, which is something I've used actually in blogs and uh, it's really resounding with people. Caring leadership, I think is, is an era that we're just getting into. And, uh, you know, even the president of Microsoft said that, you know, care uh, was the new buzzword now. Uh, but I, I call it caring leadership in the sense of servant leadership again. Right? Well, good leaders are going to be more valuable than leaders that are poor leaders or not even leaders at all. You can call them supervisors and managers. And, yeah. and I always challenge that because I'm um, I'm looking I'm looking for someone who's a leader because they're you lead people in the manage process. I've said that on my show a hundred times, but and, and, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm looking for organizations that have the culture. And frankly, the people that want to invest in their people, their culture supports it. Yeah. The, people, the, the, the companies that don't, unfortunately, the culture says, we need to, we need to create this, these amount of widgets. We need to have this bottom line. We need to manage and tighten down expenses. And meanwhile, in this day and age, and you said it. Why weren't we caring and being humble and passionate, and compassionate a long time ago? Well, when times are good, everybody looks at the at the bottom line yeah. and, and focusing on the on the sales and the top line. So, in the last few minutes we have together, what what would your advice be to someone that's just getting ready to graduate and they're looking for something outside of what their their company that they're going to go to work for? How do you ask? What do you recommend to them to supplement? their individual growth and their leadership development? Number one, I think, um, you know, it, it's easy in the sense that they all want to do well. Typically, they, they're ready. They all want to do well. They're well equipped. They have to learn how work gets done. That's the first thing, right? So listen, observe, learn how work gets done. And also, that's how you learn the culture. Sure. You can see the patterns, how people interact with each other. So how, do, how does work get done? Uh, and when you're uh, onboarded remotely and it's your very first job, that's a challenge. So mm -hmm. I put a lot of emphasis on that. Beyond that, so you will need to learn from your leaders. You can reach out to leaders and ask for coaching. There's nothing wrong. Actually, most people would be flattered. You, you call them up, you ask for advice. Uh, your boss or someone else, it, it's flattering. And I, I do it. I, I just don't do it now. Or I call a former client and say, hey, what do you think about this, right? So reach out, be curious, definitely, and um, keep learning. To me, learning is a lifelong journey. I'm still learning. Uh, last week, I participated in a, in a mini learning series about how to address change management using neuroscience to get buy-in. Fabulous stuff, really great, and I'll do more on that with, with that person. But And then I think what I would say to... Uh, 
new grads and, and people moving into leadership roles is never forget that you're part of a team. So you can be the leader or the follower. You have to be a good follower too. A leader or follower, you're always part of a team. So whatever you do, you're not gonna be successful on your own. And you can all be very successful, successful if you do it together, right? Amen. You know, you, you brought up the, uh, the notion of followership and you know, there's been a lot, of, a lot of articles and books written on, in order to be a good leader, you need to be, understand how to be a good follower. And it, it, it might be contra to someone who says, I, I just want to lead. I just want to lead. I just want to get there. Well, yeah. you got to study leadership by following good leaders. Now, even if you follow a poor leader, that gives you something to understand that what not to do. And, and I, I love what you said, and I'll just kind of read it off. But listen, learn, ask for coaching. And, and, and I would say that the humble man, the humble woman who raises their hand and says, Greg, Jermaine, Judy, Steve, do you have a minute? I'd like to. You, I'd like for you to coach me to be a better leader. Well, you're harder. You're harder. You're hardly a leader now. They may say, "Okay, then help me start to become a good leader." And the the humility it takes to ask somebody for their help will also help them, in my opinion, become a better leader because great leaders ask questions. And frankly. Jermaine, I'd love your comment on this. How many leaders do you know that are afraid to raise their hand and say, hey team, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm not sure where we should go next. Because why? Why are freighters, why are freighters, why are leaders afraid of raising their hand and asking for help? Yeah, and, and I think that because there's still maybe that, that old stigma that says that if you're a leader, you, you should know, you should direct people, right? That's the old style of leadership. But I look at it the opposite, and, and I'll give you an example, uh, my own example. Some years ago, when I, when I worked for a consulting firm in Ottawa, a pretty large consulting firm, I, I was one of the senior consultants. And to my complete surprise, one day, I was given a promotion, and others were as well, and I was asked to lead the practice. And I, and I went to my boss, and I said, you know, why me? There are other people in this group that are way better than I am, right? So... And I, and I thanked her and the other leaders who, who made that decision. So when I started, the first thing I did is I approached it as I may be first, but I'm among equals. And there's actually a great book uh, with that title from a man named Patrick McKenna, First Among Equals. So you may be the leader from the point of view of you're leading a team, you're leading a project, but it doesn't mean you're better. In fact, I always hired and later i've always hired people who i thought better were better than me and i had some people on my team who were better than me and you make it work that way right so if you're afraid to ask and you think that you can lead that usually demotivates people that's the real problem right but if you ask them that you, you get buy-in right? you get the best solution you get buy-in and it makes you better well it makes you human which all we are all human first then we're men and women and then, you know, by the grace of God and hard work and maybe luck and a lot of questions, we become better leaders. So yeah. leaders out there, if you're listening, young, young, medium or old in age, stay curious, ask the right questions, raise your hand and, and demonstrate a little vulnerability and just let people know yeah. that you need their help. And when you ask somebody to help you as a leader, you become stronger. And dare I say, the connection between you and the person you're asking help of 
becomes it becomes stronger. You have a stronger connection, and we all know the best relationships are full of connection. Um, yeah, and may if I may, uh, Greg, I, I have to I want to add a point there. There's a huge uh, potential untapped talent uh, in the quiet, the quiet ones. I call them the quiet ones, but the people, the people who are more reserved, uh, not as outgoing. They may not ask. But as a leader, you should know to go and ask them. Yes. You should know them. It doesn't take long to see who your quiet people are, but some of them are really, really smart. They may not even raise their voice in a meeting unless you ask them. Uh, not if you put them on the spot and make them uncomfortable. But what I always do is I, I say, you know, next meeting, I'd like you to, you know, give me your thoughts on this or that. And they have time to prepare and they're ready. But they may not ask for coaching. And so I've gone to some people and I've offered to coach them. I say, would you be interested if you are? You know, let's talk once a month or something and bring up whatever topic you want. And uh, so the quiet ones, I think there's a huge untapped talent and people talk about talent wars and talent shortage. Why don't you look at what you have and then you'll see, right? You may have a lot more talent than you realize. Well, if you don't tap into some of the talent you have and, and believing that they don't need anything because they don't raise their hand, they're quiet. They're just going to quietly leave you. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and goes to someone that recognizes their time and talent and, and opportunities. Jermaine yeah. St. Dennis, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And I use that uh, with the, the utmost respect. I appreciate your, your travels through life. And, and, and I, I, I tell you, I'm very attracted and, and, and interested in finding out how your, uh, your interviews go with your students. I know that we're going to follow up on that and perhaps maybe do another podcast and or put a video together. I'd love to be involved with you and your interviews and, and maybe get some of your students on a show and have some live conversations or have them included in the leadership development series coming up on Thursday, April 28th here in Denver. It'll be broadcast worldwide. Um, stay in touch. Thank you so much for being with us today. And um, you're a great man, Jermaine. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to have met you. Really great. Thank you. There's uh, there's a lot of us out there. We just have to keep, keep looking for us and uh, stay connected. So, with that, this is Greg Aiden of Aiden Leadership again for another uh, episode of your Servant Leader podcast. Jermaine St. Dennis from Toronto, Canada joined us today and listen to what he, he suggested for young leaders. Ask questions, stay curious, ask for coaching. There's a lot of us out there who want to give our time and talent, but it's hard, it's hard to find you if you're hiding. So uh, to those that want to come out of the shadows and ask for some help, we're out here for you. So with that, Thanks again, Jermaine. We'll see everyone later. Again, this is Greg Aiden. Stay, stay humble, stay considerate, stay wise like my friend Jermaine, and God bless.